0: What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and on today's podcast I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, former Brock University player Hunter Akersi joins the podcast today. I was really excited to do this interview because this is my first ever player That went to a Canadian university, so super excited to hear her experience from there, and we talk about many things throughout this podcast. We obviously talk about her college hockey experience with Brock, and we talk about our current experience so far with the Buffalo Buttes in the NWHL, so it was an overall great interview I had with Hunter. But before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to me. So, without further ado, here's the episode with Hunter. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. Buffalo Buttes and former Brock University player Hunter Kersey joins the show. Welcome to the podcast, Hunter, and thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, how are you doing today, and what's been what's what you've been up to lately?
1: I'm doing good. Um, Just in Canada, we're we're crazy with the COVID still, as I'm sure you guys are. we just went back into a four-week lockdown, um, so I'm lucky to have a home gym. I get to work out as much as I want still. Um, I'm also a nursing student, so that keeps me pretty busy, and yeah.
0: Yeah, the COVID situation here in America is a bit, I think, different just because like different areas are treating it differently. I feel like Canada's a little more uniformed.
1: Yes, for sure, and I actually got my vaccine a couple of weeks ago.
0: Oh, congratulations. How was that? <laughs>
1: A little bit tender, my deltoid a little sore, but uh, steps for normal world. I hope.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I hope to get mine soon. But you know, that's I think that's everyone's hope. I I just I don't know. It just it's been crazy that this has been going on for over a year now. Because I remember like here it was kind of like the two week like plan, like two weeks to stop the spread, and it's been over a year and a half.
1: Right. It's been the fastest, slowest year of my life, as I'm sure everybody else.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Besides hockey and training, uh, what have you been doing, I guess, like besides all that?
1: Yeah. So um, it's nice to be at home with my family. Um, You know, it's a little bit too much time spent with everybody. But uh, yeah. And as I mentioned, um, I'm taking my nursing. I'm going to be an RN. So I've just been doing a lot of schoolwork for that. So, yeah, that's about it, honestly.
0: Now, what's it like being a nursing student during a pandemic, and how do you deal with the stress of that?
1: Um, It's definitely difficult and strange in ways where we'd be getting hands-on experience. Um, I'm doing through a computer, um, or I'm working with simulators and labs. So, it's a little bit different, but uh, I've worked at long-term care homes and retirement homes for Four years now, so I, I'm pretty well adjusted to the hands on care portion. So,
0: now you're getting the are you learning at Brock or are you learning at somewhere else?
1: So, I am learning at Trent University currently. Um, I did a four year undergrad at Brock in health sciences, so I had to make the jump to Trent because they have the accelerated nursing program.
0: Well, that's good to hear. And obviously you currently play for the Buffalo Buttes. Uh, what was it, what's it been like uh, to be a female professional athlete, especially during this, these kind of circumstances?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to be able to continue playing and especially professionally. And, uh, with the state of the world right now um to be able to have a season even though it was very very short um i mean i'm just happy to be a part of the opportunity to grow the women's sport and for myself and my sister as well who's on the team too um it was just fun to be able to practice together we never actually got to play a game but hopefully upcoming seasons
0: (laughs) yeah i know i guess like what was the preparation process uh for the buttes this year
1: um, it was, it was pretty challenging, honestly, um, because we professional athletes, you know, we're held to our own high standard that we come into season in shape and things in, of that such nature. Um, having an already previous Buttes member in my house, um, I would say i had a little bit of an advantage because she pushed me a little bit harder through my workouts. We got to train uh, with and against each other. Um, but half of our team's Canadian, the other half was American. So for a little while, we were doing half practice, half the team was practicing in Canada and the other half of the team was split practicing in the States. So it was a little bit strange that way.
0: Do you guys, do you think your team had a little bit of a disadvantage because of that, because your team couldn't practice um, together as a full team?
1: I think in, in some sense, the Canadian players felt a little bit more comfortable playing with each other. Um, and as I'm sure the girls in the States probably felt the same thing, but, uh, you know, again, being professional athletes, we have to come together and perform. So we had to leave that out the window and we played with who we were placed with and that's how it went.
0: And you recently participated in the NWHL Lake Placid bubble. Talk about that experience and what was it like for you, even though it ended in an unexpected way?
1: Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, hands down will be one of my top hockey moments ever. Uh, memories, too. I got to have my rookie season in a two week time frame up in Lake Placid. I mean, one, the Miracle on Ice is one of my favorite, favorite movies of all time. So To be able to play in that rink, look up and you see the banners of all those players names. I mean, I would just it words can't even explain it.
0: Were you? Did you get to go in the hallway where Hart Brooks did the yes thing, like at the end of the movie, or I you did you act that a little bit?
1: <laughs> I did go, and I I found myself around the rink as much as I was able to with the times we were allowed to be there. But uh, my gosh, our team even watched Miracle on Ice on the mm-hmm. way up. We, it kind of got us all fired up. So
0: <laughs> definitely, I guess. Like, what's it like being about in a bubble? And playing hockey and like how do you deal with some of the restrictions because of it because talking to your teammate Nevin Pelt uh you guys couldn't like uh room together you guys were kind of like pretty much like on your own for the most part unless you were playing games
1: yeah I mean it was a little bit strange um to you know we all had balconies so we were to see your teammate on the balcony and not room with um one of them was a little bit weird you had a you had downtime, um, but you were tired, like back-to-back games. Um, for me, I hadn't played a game since February of the year prior, so um, it, w- it was quick turnarounds. I enjoyed having my own time, again, being a student. I know a lot of the girls were working too, so uh, it was a little bit weird because when you do get bored and a little bit lonely, and you're like, hey, guys, I know you're right down the hall from me, but you know, we had to follow the protocols so we could keep playing
0: definitely definitely what was your reaction when your season ended uh very quickly
1: um a little bit i was disheartening obviously um we just kept getting the luck of the draw we were going into the semifinals. um games hadn't really been going our way we had beaten boston once um and had two hard games against them following so we had a lot of uh, animosity we were ready to go for that semifinals so to have that taken out from under us was a little bit gut-wrenching but I mean health and safety is super important to all the players and, um, and uh, coaches and things like that so there's nothing we really could do
0: did you guys get, did your team get the chance to play because I know uh, some teams got to go to Boston and play in the semifinals did your team get the chance to do that?
1: So unfortunately the league went back and looked at the standings and our team was placed in the semifinals because Connecticut had dropped out from Lake Placid. Um, The NWHL went back and looked at the standings and put Connecticut back in there, removing us. So unfortunately, no, we did not get the opportunity to play in Boston.
0: Oh, was that disappointing?
1: Definitely. um, But we're just, we'll bring that into next season for sure.
0: Definitely a good chip on your shoulder to have. And if I was the other NWHL teams, I'd be pretty scared to play the Buttes.
1: <laughs> yes, we're we're ready to get mm-hmm. going. <laughs>
0: now, I want to transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your career. So you're from Ontario. What's it like growing up there, and how would you start playing hockey?
1: Um, honestly, I started playing hockey as soon as I could walk. I came from a hockey family. My dad uh, played all the way up. My sister, obviously, Um obviously Canada, we get the winters. So, you know, pond, hockey, um, things of that nature. So I just, I fell in love with it because my sister and my dad played so instantly. I wanted to, we have pictures of when I was really little um, in skates and these little, uh, like this little stick that my dad had cut down short for me. So I wanted to be just like them and that's kind of how I got on the skates.
0: How would your mom handle uh, having two kids that played hockey and a husband that played hockey as well?
1: Uh, Let's just say that she's happy to have a break from the arena (laughs) now because of COVID. Um, Even so, my dad plays in, like, the men's league, and obviously uh, now me and Tay are on the same team, so that might make it a little bit easier for them to be in one place at the same time watching both of us. But uh, we were definitely busy and kept them busy for sure.
0: Now who was your favorite player growing up?
1: Um, my favorite player was Genny Malkin and still continues to be. Um, I just he's a big player, you know, versatile, sometimes on the deal on the power play, things of like that. So I have liked him since I was really young. I wore his number sometimes growing up too. So
0: Yeah, were you a Penguins fan growing up?
1: I was definitely, yeah, I got a little bit of hate in the family. My sister was a Capitals fan, so those were big rival games for us, for sure.
0: That's awesome. When, did you, when Why did you want to become a Penguins fan?
1: I just remember watching them. Um, everybody's like, Sidney Crosby. I'm like, you know what? Unreal player. Don't get me wrong. Not my favorite player. I'm Team Malkin for sure, but uh, – I just remember watching a few of the games and I really liked the way he played and I picked the penguins and then they started winning cups.
0: So Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess like, Oh, how'd your sister become a Capitals fan? And what what, was there any sibling rivalry because of that? Like, was there any like things going on, like bickering?
1: Oh, definitely. Two sisters. We bickered, we fist fought, all that. You you name it, we did it. Um, But she liked Ovechkin you know mm-hmm. goal scorer big sellier that is definitely her type of style of play uh, so she really liked him we'd have the games on honestly they're probably tears because we were so mean to each other if our team won versus the other and it was a week long like it would go on it wasn't just the game was done it's done it dragged so
0: <laughs> i know the capitals won re- re- c- c- kind of recently i guess like what mm-hmm. was your reaction to that news and uh, were you pretty disappointed in that uh being a <laughs> fans fan or were you like older, so it's like a little bit like doesn't it doesn't bother you as much?
1: Yeah, definitely getting older. It 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 didn't hurt as much, and it it wasn't them versus Pittsburgh in the finals. That might have been a little bit more sour that it was that way. But uh, no, I was I was happy to see OV win a cup for sure. That was awesome. you, it, yeah, <laughs> you
0: no, know, it was cool seeing the celebration that they had too. That was like the best part of that run. Like every day, you just check on social media, and they were doing something like insane
1: right big partiers long time coming so they they wanted that
0: (laughs) when you if you ever win the Isabel cup like will you be like ovechkin with some of the partying tactics or oh
1: absolutely between me and my sister we we definitely would have to do a (laughs) big
0: nice nice i'm looking forward to see that when that comes uh and i guess like obviously being a pens fan you're a big sydney crosby fan like you kind of alluding to what was your reaction when he scored that uh gold medal goal uh, for Team Canada in the Olympics, especially being Canadian. I know for myself, yeah. it was it's it made little Matt cry because it was pretty disappointing seeing t- <laughs> Team USA lose, but I'm assuming for yourself, it was a pretty cool moment.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a good moment. And uh, I honestly didn't even think it went in. I was like, no way. like, And you know what? Usually in those type of games, it's honestly the crappiest goal that wins the game. And honestly, that's what it was. And I didn't care if it was Sidney Crosby or another like Canadian guy um, just to be able to win it was awesome because we again U.S. versus Canada big rivalries there as well
0: definitely definitely now you're talking about this a little bit earlier but your sister also plays hockey with the Buttes and she also played college hockey with Mercyhurst uh, talk mm-hmm. about growing up with a sibling that also plays hockey and what's that like especially since you both are really successful at playing hockey
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it was competition after competition after competition. Um, She's three and a half years older than me. She's taller than me for sure. So she picked on me a lot. Um, We never played together on the same team because of the age gap. So the year she'd move up, I'd move into that category. Um, But yeah, we were just constantly going against each other. Mini sticks, posts outside pond hockey never ever wanted to play on the same team always against each other so it definitely pushed us i think we were our (laughs) own biggest competitors for sure
0: now being the younger sibling uh did you get picked on a lot because i'm the younger sibling so i understand that or did you uh did you learn how to like go against it sometimes
1: yeah i definitely would get picked on in my younger years um but it just it I hit an age and the quick turnaround and I think she realized that, Oh no, I can't take her as easily as I used to. And uh, (laughs) that's kind of where it stopped a little bit. I was able to handle my own, like my own.
0: Yeah. I think like once you get older, you start to like, I don't know, become more friendly with your siblings. Are you guys like still pretty close today?
1: Yeah, we, we have a good relationship. I mean, went from bickering and things as little kids to stealing each other's clothes to now we, we have a really good relationship and get along good.
0: That's good to hear. And before Brock University, you played for the Burlington Barracudas. How would you get the opportunity to play with that organization?
1: Yeah, so I grew up playing for my hometown in Ancaster all the way up. Um, unfortunately, um, my age group, we didn't have the highest level. Um, so I had to make a decision if I wanted to pursue hockey that I had to go to Burlington and um, play at a higher level. So I did that. I played midget. Um, one year at the double A level. And then um, I was a sub for half the season, a call up for the junior team and played half a season with them in my midget year. Um, and then from there, obviously I played junior in Burlington. So I kind of just followed the line.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, how did Burlington help prepare you for college hockey?
1: Um, I, we had, we had a lot of fun. Honestly, I, I, I really, don't know if it did. (laughs) I didn't take myself super seriously. You know, it was just something I did for fun. Um, It wasn't until I got there and realized, Oh my goodness. I like, I need to put in the effort here that uh, I really decided to bring it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not having that like serious mindset. Does that help you in a way just because you're not really thinking about like, like getting recruited and stuff. And so I know for some people not having that mindset, helps them in a way just because they're more comfortable on the ice
1: yeah so i um obviously i knew about it my sister went through the whole process um so i watched that but i just played the game because i like to play it i didn't play it for somebody else i didn't play it for the scouts that were watching or anything like that i just went out there and had fun and did what i could do so i definitely think it helps for sure
0: now what was your favorite memory you've ever had with burlington
1: Um, we actually flew to Washington for a tournament and we won it. Um, when my sister played for Burlington and they flew to Washington, they also won it. So we beat like, um, we were the underdogs in the championship game. Um, we won, uh, we got to see the Capitals, OV, things like that. So that was just an all around awesome tournament.
0: Yeah. What was the coolest thing you got to do in Washington besides seeing the Capitals?
1: Um, honestly, for me, there was the practice, like the rink we played on was in the mall. So for me to go from practice or the game to go shopping after was fabulous for me.
0: <laughs> it's, it, it, did you get the chance to see some of like the museums and monuments and stuff? Because I think that's like the coolest part about DC is just the history that it has there.
1: Yeah, no, we didn't, um, like, I didn't get to go see, like, the White House or anything like that. Um, I did go on a subway, the underground, I thought that was pretty cool, but (laughs) we didn't get to go see the monuments or anything like that.
0: Now, talk a little bit about your recruitment process and why did you choose to go to Brock?
1: Yeah, so actually, um, I chose Brock strictly because of school. I wasn't even planning to play hockey there. Um for me after grade 12 I was strictly academics focused you know I hockey wasn't even in my mind um we had known one of the recruiters and I went out for some of the open skates that they had for um girls that weren't committed there so uh I was convinced to go out um, again not really thinking anything of it and uh I was placed on the team from there and that's how I I got into that
0: and what made you want to play college hockey in Canada versus the US?
1: Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was just strictly school-based. I honestly wasn't even in my head to go play hockey in the States. Um, I watched my sister do it. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely cool, but, um, she took a health degree as well. That was hard to translate back in Canada. Um, so through that process, I, I, didn't want to have to deal with any of that. Um, Obviously I'm trying to work in healthcare and the healthcare systems are a little bit different. So. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And uh, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game in college hockey?
1: Um, Definitely my mental toughness. I would say that over anything. Um, It wasn't about skill, nothing like that. Just, you had to become mentally tough.
0: Now your freshman year, your team went 12 and 14. What was the biggest thing you learned as, a, as being a player in that team your freshman year?
1: Um, it's a little bit frustrating, for sure. Uh, we had to overcome a lot, um, especially being a rookie your first year. You don't have tons to say, so you kind of just put your work boots on. You do what uh, is asked of you at that time, and, you know, you move on from it.
0: Now, talk about your conference that you played in with uh, Brock, and talk about the competition that you faced every day. Because there were some universities that I recognized, even as an American.
1: Yeah, definitely. We had uh, some like Guelph University was one of our rivals, and they seemed to win it (laughs) a lot. Um, They had some good talent, and. we played Western, who always gave us battles. You know, we had teams up north, like, that were six-hour, seven-hour drives for us to get to that played in our in our um, conference. So, it was just – honestly, it felt like we were all over the place. And, obviously, the top-ranked teams like Guelph and Western um, were challenging. But uh, with female hockey, you know, the first-place team can play the bottom team and it's anybody's game. So Yeah,
0: you also got to play at university that right? Corona – Concordia? I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, what was it like playing them? Because I recognized that some of their coaches were Olympians, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's always nice to play teams that you're not used to playing, um, that you don't see every year, especially as you get older in the years. Um, It's nice to have fresh competition, a different style of play, like to see a different style of play. Um, They were a fast-paced team, and I think to get games like that in before a season is definitely – good for us because um you go against a team that's not as fast and and you feel like you're controlling the game so
0: yeah definitely in, in a lot of your games you've also played some american schools uh, what was the difference in play between playing a college in america versus your conference in canada
1: i definitely think the physicality for sure um we played union and uh, rpi and I actually scored against Union, so that was that was nice to be able to get into like a against one team and and put the puck in the net and be like you know what like yeah I, I play CIS but you know I I could have been here too type of thing so that that was that was really nice especially in uh, my my last year to have that confidence going into the season.
0: Now in your sophomore year, you lost to Guelph in the playoffs. Uh, what did you take away from that playoff experience and? In- how did, that help? How did that playoff experience help you, you yourself for your upperclassman years?
1: Yeah, so um, honestly, we didn't even make the playoffs my, my freshman season. Um, to go get the top team, you know, it, it's not going to be easy, but uh, you know that you can compete with them, which makes it a little bit frustrating, so you bring that into the next season. So, yeah, that's all you can do is, is work on it, learn from it, and continue on.
0: No, not making the playoffs your freshman year. I guess what would you learn from that experience because I think as a freshman that can be pretty tough uh, not having early success because it kind of ruins your confidence a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, I mean it's definitely frustrating, but um again, in my freshman year I, I wasn't given a whole heck of a lot of opportunity. Um so uh, you have to just, you know, take take what you you did do and um maybe what you weren't given the opportunity to do and you know work on it coming to the next season um stronger faster and and uh you don't blame yourself for it you just leave in the past
0: now in your upperclassmen years what type of leadership did you want to bring and were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player
1: i was definitely a vocal um Not even on, like on, off the ice, I was just, I always brought the friendly spirit, you know, everybody takes it so seriously and yeah, there's serious moments, but at the end of the game, like you're here for, you're like, you're playing like hockey in school, you know, it's fun. You want to bring the fun atmosphere. So I definitely thought that I was a player that uh, was able to stand up to things that I didn't agree with and uh, just be there for my teammates.
0: Now, how did you balance both the academic and hockey part of being a student athlete at university?
1: Yeah. So my first year was a, was a big wake up call. Um, I didn't do so well in school. I, I took a shorter course load. Um, I really had to adjust to the everyday practices, the, in the gym, um, plus school living away from home, you know, it, it was all a lot at once, but, uh, I luckily had good teammates that helped me in the older years and, uh, I as I kept going, I took I took full course loads, and in my third and fourth year, I took six classes, so I went above the course load and played varsity hockey, and I worked as well. So, um, you know, once you once you get used to it and you develop a schedule.
0: Now, in your junior year, you lost to Guelph again in the playoffs. What was the main difference between the series you had with Guelph your sophomore year versus uh, your junior year?
1: I just. We we seem to get ourselves in, in a tough situation. You know, we'll we'll go one game and uh, we'll win, and then we'll get absolutely smoked. And it's like, how how did we compete with them this game? And then the second game, we just didn't bring it. So consistency, um, and that just goes um, with. Sometimes we got out coached, and there's nothing your players can do. You know, everybody's given all they can. You got some players that are playing the whole game that are that are tired that are keep getting sent out there and you got players that you know could be sent out there too but they're not so, so i honestly would think that uh it's just sometimes we didn't get the opportunities and sometimes in moments we'd get out coached so
0: now you played your final college hockey game against ryerson what do you remember from that game and what emotions were you feeling after uh, that loss
1: i actually didn't play in that series um, my team like did, but my last game was against Waterloo. Um, I would, I was injured in that game, which put me out the rest of the season. Um, so that was definitely heartbreaking for me, um, to not even be able to play a- the playoff series, um, especially my senior year, but, uh, you know, injuries are injuries and you need to take care of yourself and your body. So
0: now how'd you deal with that injury, especially being a senior, knowing that your career is over? And we'll, how did you take that news, I guess?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely um, had, to, had to just take it. Um, you know, there's too many players that go back or try to go back too soon. And uh, I realized that hockey is not the rest of my life. And, you know, work and, and the schooling that, I, like, that, that I'm doing is the rest of my life. So um, I know that I had a good run and um, I just wasn't going to dwell on it.
0: Now, looking back in your college hockey experience, what did you take away from it? And what was the biggest thing you learned?
1: Definitely um, to stand up for what I believe in. Um, mental toughness uh, like, is beyond. Like, I will not <laughs> let anybody get me down. Uh, I'm not afraid to speak my opinion, obviously in a respectful manner, um, things of that. Um, so I'm def- I definitely have like leadership qualities in that nature for sure
0: now we're now in the segment i like to call the non-hockey segment where i ask you some non-hockey questions my first question to you is what uh what music do you like to listen to and what fires you up before a game
1: um okay so i i like country music um but not before a game or anything like that um i like some good rap um some good rock like acdc like thunderstruck you know you put that on before a game like you're just out there and your skate laps ready to go so Mm -hmm kind of all over the place on that one
0: nice i guess like who's your go-to artist is it just ac dc or is there any hip-hop artists you like to listen to i guess before warm-ups
1: um (laughs) sometimes uh you know i i like uh drake uh party b um you know whoever really has a good beat sometimes you know we have some techno some remixes so um some buck cherry
0: (laughs) yeah Now, what is something you wish more people knew about yourself besides being a good hockey player? Hmm,
1: That's a good question. Um, Wow. That's definitely – that's a tough one. You know, usually people only know you for um, (laughs) what you're doing, but maybe the fact that, you know – I uh, I worked in retirement and long-term care. You know, I love the older population. I did volunteer work. I currently work. um, And yeah, I just love the like older adults in the geriatric sections, um, things of that nature. So yeah.
0: What's it like working with, I guess, older adults? Because I think for some people it can be kind of stressful.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody has a story to tell and you just have to be willing to listen. And, you know, they were young people before you were even people. So I think it's a a great uh, way for you to learn and experience new things. And and they have so much knowledge and things that they're willing to share. So I think it's a great opportunity to take the time to talk with them for sure.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? (laughs)
1: Um, I hate being woken up in the middle of the night. Um, so when I had roommates and things like that, um, even if we were away sharing rooms and someone would get up to the bathroom and that would wake me up, biggest pet peeve. I don't like to be woken up.
0: I agree with you on that. I guess mine would probably be like bad drivers. Uh, it can be a bit annoying, uh, when you have to get somewhere and someone's driving like 10 miles per hour on the highway, It Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it really bothers me when that stuff happens. And I guess another thing would be like when people don't cover their mouths when they sneeze, that
1: that Especially bothers normal.
0: me mm-hmm. definitely now yeah no and I don't, I don't i haven't really been out in public too much so i haven't really seen too much of that but it before corona it really bothered me a lot so mm-hmm. now uh what is uh if you could have lunch with anyone in the world who would it be and why?
1: lunch with anybody in the world hmm. that is a good good question wow Maybe I would have lunch with, um, like, a Getty Malkin, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a fun one. Or um, maybe – I'm just trying to think of, like, another good – like, maybe my favorite reality star. So maybe one of the – like, maybe Kylie Jenner.
0: Mm What would you talk to with Kylie Jenner? Because she feels – I feel like she lives a much different life than most people.
1: Yeah. So obviously I'd want to see like her home gym. I like, would be totally jealous of that. Maybe a shoe collection. Like, you know, I, I love to shop. So I'd want to see what her closet looks like, you know, and just her lifestyle versus mine. Like,
0: <laughs> Just try to live it a little bit, I guess, uh, for that yeah. one day.
1: Yep, for sure. <laughs> definitely.
0: definitely. Uh, so who was the funniest on the team when you were with Brock? I'm curious about that
1: um in my through my career um I definitely would find myself to be a jokester I would say but uh Morgan Dazelle uh definitely was never afraid to bring the party with her wherever we went so (laughs) I would say her
0: now who had the best style on the team
1: definitely me I (laughs) never repeated a single outfit to games so i always had a different outfit on um look good feel good play good was my motto so i definitely brought it
0: (laughs) i agree with you on that i love your style it's awesome who's like your who's like your icon i guess like who do you try to model your style after
1: um it it totally depends you know um I see a lot of like posts on social media and I'm like, I love that outfit. So how can I recreate this, you know? And then obviously following like superstars, like the Kardashians, the Jenners, um, things like that. I, I put my own twist on it. Cause I'm not spending five grand on a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do what I can. So yeah, definitely social media and Pinterest, things like that have great outfit tips.
0: Now, what could I do to improve my style? Because I think it's a pretty basic. I don't know like I don't know if like you know anything about like men's style, but like is there anything I could do to improve on mine?
1: Well it depends who you want to go for. So, you know, suit and ties are definitely formal. Um, you wanna have your matching jacket to your pants, you wanna match your belt to your shoes, make sure that your tie matches the outfit things like that, you know, jeans, nice pair of Converse, white t-shirt and and a button up that you leave undone is always key. Maybe a nice jean jacket, you know, definitely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Whenever you see that, are you like, that's good style? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, uh, besides a last non-hockey question to you is uh, who was the best trash talker on the team?
1: (laughs) Oh, on um, uh, Brock, I would have to go with um, Julia Patella. Nice. you know she always had the fast comebacks, and she she was good at that for sure.
0: What was the best chirp that you 've ever received?
1: Um, I actually get called um, Barbie. Mm-hmm. people cheer me asking me if i 'm going to a photo shoot, things of that, so. I think those are definitely the best chirps that I've ever received. You know, nobody comments on my game or things like that. So I'll, I'll take that. And if you want to co- comment on uh, if, I, if I look like I'm going to a photo shoot, I will take that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a okay. That's not even, I feel like that's not a good chirp because it's just a compliment right. in my opinion. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I am not the same thing. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. That's just the mindset you have to have.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, can we can we hear this up? Yeah, you're right. I do have a photo shoot to get to, so let's go.
0: <laughs> and I'm scoring a lot of goals, and we're winning, so that's just like a, that just adds on top of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: now back to some hockey questions. Uh, like, what should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion, especially since uh, you played uh, professionally?
1: Definitely advertisement. Um, a lot of um, only my close friends and family that know where I play know about the women's sport at that level um I do help out around like my area I go on with youth like young girls and stuff like that and I get a lot of parents saying, you know I didn't even know that this was a thing so definitely seeing it on the tv or advertisements you know they have um the olympic girls out there but um not everybody makes the olympics so this is also another possibility and opportunity for women to continue to play so
0: definitely is there anything like business-wise that could be done to help grow the sport I guess
1: just get, like, just putting it out there. Um, I, uh, I do try to do a lot of um, social media work. Um, you know, I, I, I put the word out there to a lot of brands. Um, I, I'd be a brand ambassador on my, like, to do my part to raise uh, awareness and things like that. But, like, again, a lot of people don't really know about it. So it, it's definitely difficult.
0: Definitely. And I guess, like, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a college hockey scholarship?
1: just work hard you know do work hard in silence you know do what you can do and and don't beat yourself up if um if the opportunity doesn't come to you there's a lot of underrated players that don't get the opportunity and still make their way into the professional so don't give up work hard and you know you was know.
0: there any shout outs you like to give to any of your family members teammates or friends <laughs>
1: I will give a shout out to my mom and dad uh, for the reasons they're the reasons why I was able to get where I am today, both school, hockey, things of that. My sister who's upstairs. Hi, Tay. (laughs) Um, To my my close Brock teammates, you guys know who you are. You know, you really helped with our four years making that that a fun environment. And uh, obviously a big shout out to my beauties because professional women hockey players, you know, it doesn't get better than much better than that.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on Hunter. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Uh, You're a great hockey player, but you're also an even better person off the ice. And I just want to let you know that and uh, I'm really a fan of watching your game. So it just means a lot that you came on today. So thank you so much. Stay safe and I wish you all the best.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me and you too. Stay safe.
0: I just wanted to say thank you so much to Hunter for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I wish her nothing but the best moving forward with her hockey career. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. That really means a lot to me. And I'll see you guys next time with another great podcast. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. you got a smile that makes the sun rise you make it shine but i can see that you don't